0: is scheduled
1: for hey 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 it's your boy KJ and welcome back to the Roped In Podcast the TakeOver Portland review excuse me guys I am <clears throat> slightly under the weather here uh it's you know it's around that time where the weather's changing it's going from cold to hot and you know you're not really prepared you don't know what to wear when you go out and stuff so i was sort of unprepared when i went out over the weekend um as some of you know if you know what i look like i shave my head and i was out and it was windy so my head was not covered i was feeling really cold and i guess is the culmination of all that so yeah i'm not doing too well. I apologize if I cough or you know, um, yeah, probably just cough or my voice gets a little hoarse through this podcast. But I just want to give you guys a quick review of what happened at NXT Takeover Portland. First of all, uh, goodbye to Kathy Kelly um, after the show. After NXT Takeover, Triple H in his usual post-conference um, uh, interview thing. Uh, he he sort of acknowledged Kathy Kelly's contributions to NXT, and she was visibly upset. She was crying and emotional, and then Undisputed Era came out, made her an honorary member of the Undisputed Era. And uh, she's, she's you know, one of those people that you can see, and she's just like a bright um, bright person and just like warmth. You, you feel the positivity from her. She's got, you know, good vibes, as they say. So, um, yeah, it's going to be sad to see Kathy Kelly leave. Uh, I've, uh, I've I haven't met her, but I've I've been I was at a in 2018 I want to say or was it 2017? Uh, I think actually no, I think it was 2017. Yeah, it was my first SummerSlam, where I was at uh, the launch of the WWE 2K game. It was a launch party with media, and I was there with my buddy Miles, and we both sort of uh, we we saw her and she she was radiating just just absolutely radiating positivities. She's she's seems like a lovely person. Never got to talk to her, but uh, best best wishes and you know best of luck in your future endeavors as WWE have countless of times said in the past. Now, NXT Takeover Portland. Let's just right off the bat, this was an excellent show. Excellent show. Was this better than Takeover New Orleans? Personally, I don't think so. But it's up there. It's up there very close to it. Um, I'll get into the breakdowns and why I think it wasn't better than TakeOver New Orleans. But overall, this was a fantastic show. Really, really good stuff. Some of the matches surprised me at how good they were. I'll, again, get into that later. And uh, a lot of development. You know, that's a good thing for a show. This This is what lacks in WWE programming today development storyline development and uh raw and smackdown are not doing it well nxt's fucking hitting it right at the park they're doing such a good job with this so again i'll get into all the nitty-gritty details as the matches are, are reviewed but overall just to give my thoughts i think it was a very very good show uh thoroughly enjoyable i woke up at four in the morning to watch it and i don't regret waking up that early to watch it so um on the pre-show, we had Mansour on the panel. I don't know why, but he was there. And uh, I guess he's there to promote the Saudi Arabian show of some kind. I guess he's going to wrestle at Saudi Arabia's uh, Super Showdown, which is taking place later this month. Uh, but in terms of the first match on the main card, uh, wow. Just absolutely, just, just wow. The show starts off with Poppy. Um, uh, doing her little video thing, and then that leads into the match, which is Keith Lee versus Dominic Dajakovic. Now, these guys have wrestled several times in the past, right? This was their fourth match. Uh, they had uh, two uh, results, let's say, and then the third one was a no contest because of Roderick Strong's interference, and honestly, I didn't... I, I Not that I didn't think. I knew they would. I just couldn't imagine how they would do it. And they pulled this right out of the fucking park, man. Like it was it was I was exhausted watching on TV half asleep. Like actually that's not a good analogy because yeah, when you wake up you're still tired. So, but what I mean is I was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to watch anything more. This match is incredible. It was so fucking good. These guys are insane. Uh they they both sort of no-sold each other's finishers. One time, well, uh, Keith Lee hit the spirit bomb and Dijakovic sort of bounced out of it and hulked up and then, you know, got back into the fight. There was a spot where uh, Keith Lee threw Dominic Dijakovic into a chair and then Dijakovic countered, put Keith Lee in the chair, went into the ring, springboard fucking a senton, a flipping senton onto the chair on the outside. This guy's build at 6'7". This guy fucking landed with his head hitting the wheels of the chair. It was one of those rolly chairs. His fucking back of his neck hit the wheels of that chair and his fucking ass was on Keith Lee's chest. Like that is a rough bump. Doesn't matter how you attempt it. Like had he moved two inches to the left or the right, he would he would have hit the armchair. The 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 armrest rather. So I feel like I feel like this guy's a psycho <laughs> and and he is so enjoyable to watch both of them, both of them. There's a point where this, this beast of a man, Dominic Dajakovic, hit a corkscrew moonsault. That's right. A corkscrew, how he moves like that I, is beyond me. He is phenomenal. Fantastic. I absolutely think this guy is, is a, a I don't know what he's going to do in the future, but whatever it is, it's going to be Amazing. And Vince McMahon is watching these guys, and he's just jizzing himself because this was a fucking phenomenal match. Eventually, uh, Keith Lee hits his uh, his finishing move, which is the Big Bang. Ooh, I forgot the name. It was some weird hokey name like that, but um, it's 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 a pretty much a jackhammer of sorts. So, except for it starts in a fireman carry position, and then he hits the jackhammer i have to get that name i can't remember but yeah uh so he i mean again this match was fucking incredible it was a 20 minute match 20 minutes 20 seconds i mean how how they they pulled this off and not even have it boring for five seconds is beyond me incredible match incredible match just start off the show um from there we go into our second match of the night which was tegan knox Versus Dakota Kai. And uh, this match starts off, you know, just right off the gate. Boom. Uh, Dakota Kai doesn't let Tegan Knox come in. She just attacks her on the ramp. And then both the girls, you know, get into the ring. And then there's a point where uh, Dakota Kai smashes this fucking this trash can lid onto Tegan Knox's head. And holy crap. It was like, that looked painful. There's a point where Dakota Kai... Was in the entire trash can, and uh, Tegan Knox did a a running senton onto um, onto Dakota Kai, where she was cornered within the steps and the ring apron. Uh, there were so many spots. Like Dakota Kai pulled out a cricket bat. I don't know how many Americans know what a cricket bat is because I was listening to this other podcast uh, in America uh, by actually the What's Wrong with Wrestling podcast, and uh, Andrew was uh, he thought it was a wooden machete and uh, no, it's not a wooden machete. It is actually a cricket bat. so um, yeah, um, this was this was a fantastic match. Both these girls they they did something incredible. I was I was in awe of this match. they they had such a good showing. they they used the weapons really well and uh, of course Tegan Knox had the win. But she's like, nope, I'm not done punishing her. So I'm going to continue this barrage. And that was the beginning of the end for Tegan Knox. I knew it. I even tweeted it out. I was, I was live tweeting throughout this entire show. And uh, she tried to punish her more. She puts a table and uh, she she lays Dakota Kai on the table. She puts, wraps a chair around Dakota Kai's neck. And then before Tegan Knox is able to do any sort of offense out comes the formerly known as reina gonzalez now she is raquel gonzalez so apparently she changed her name like two days ago and uh, raquel gonzalez comes out and sort of helps dakota kai and uh, yeah she she dakota kai is thrown off the table and gonzalez chokeslams her through the table but the table does not break oh tegan Knox lands awkwardly on the corner of the table the table collapses but does not break and that must have hurt so much more and i mean it's hard to 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 sort of uh emulate that spot because it's like oh how are you gonna how are you gonna replicate that just you know have them hit the corner of the table on the table because that could go so wrong so the fact that it it worked it was it, it was a botch it was a botch but the fact that the botch worked in their favor to make it look even worse was was good. So, um, yeah, that was unfortunate that, that it didn't it didn't work so well, but um, it it sort of made it look even worse and scarier. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, Tegan Knox does not get the win. She should have got the pin earlier, but you know, Dakota Kai, she's she's got an ally, and she's got someone saving her ass. And you know, let's see where we go from there. Uh this was my most anticipated match the next one Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor and uh it didn't disappoint but it also didn't live up to the hype i had in my head um i had i had way too many expectations for this which i shouldn't have i shouldn't have but uh, the build was excellent and if you've been listening to the weekly episodes leading up to this you know how i've i've loved all their their promos and the stuff that they've been you know uh, trading back and forth, I I really really like this match, but again it, in my head, it was way way overhyped, and that's on me. That's not on these guys. It's not on WWE or NXT or anything like that. That's on me. I in my head I hyped it up way too much, but um, yeah. Johnny Gargano comes in, faces this this mean Finn Balor, uh, throughout the night. It was weird because the fans sort of turned on Johnny Gargano, you know. They were booing him, they were cheering Finn Balor. And I don't I didn't understand. I was like, Why the fuck do people keep booing Johnny Gargano? Like he turned heel that one time against Alistair Black and since then it's been a roller coaster for this guy, you know? And I think I we'll get into it later, but like what they're doing now I think is a good way for Johnny to like figure out which type of character he is, is he healer face? But we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, so, yeah, so Johnny Gargano, just, you know, back and forth, uh, he does all his his best stuff. They they fight on the outside for ages. Um, they drop each other on tables, and uh, and there's a spot where um, Johnny Gargano obviously recreates that thing that he had against Finn Balor where, you know, when Finn Balor did the running dropkick into the, the barricade, dropping all the fans, quote-unquote fans, plants, really, but dropping Johnny into those people and then you know attacking Johnny and stuff so Johnny sort of got his retribution there did the same thing to Finn but then at some point Finn Balor standing on top of the announce table runs across drop kicks Johnny into the 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 audience or at least attempting to to throw Johnny into the audience, but Johnny hits the barricade, bounces off, falls down, clutching his back. He was selling a knee injury throughout the match, which was where it was basically what Finn was working on. Uh, eventually, for the win, Finn bounces, uh hits the coup de gras, and then picks him up for the 1916 DDT, and gets the win. He and he gets a defiant win where he's he's like perched over his chest with his knee. And Finn Balor just looks like a monster, like a killer. And, like, it was incredible. Like, Finn Balor has never looked more menacing or scarier ever. And, and this this Finn Balor's resurgence is incredible. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, but that spot, just, you know, Finn Balor running over to Announce Tables and de- delivering that dropkick was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, so good. Um,. We then, uh, oh, so the, uh, I forgot to mention the timings of the matches. The Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox match went 13 minutes and 24 seconds. Balor versus Gargano was close to half an hour. It was 27 minutes and 22 seconds, and deservedly so, right? Like, they, they, got, they got a good amount. Uh, next up was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh this match was for me sort of a letdown. I uh Bianca Belair had a fantastic showing. I don't think Rhea Ripley was there today or last night, let's say. I feel like I feel like um Bianca Bianca really stepped up. She showed some immense power in throwing Rhea around, which Rhea is typically the one, she's the powerhouse and she's, you know, even for her age, she's one of the strongest women on, on any of the rosters. Um, But I think Bianca Belair had the best showing between the two. And uh, I mean, even the match, it it didn't, it wasn't a long match. It was 13 minutes and 30 seconds, but uh, Rhea Ripley she, she sort of gets the win after so uh, Bianca's in the corner uh, Rhea pulls her hair yanks it down she hits the turnbuckle and then she delivers a riptide and picks up the win it was uh, sort of anticlimactic especially for how well Bianca was doing in the match but yeah I just feel like Rhea Ripley wasn't completely there and right after the match Charlotte comes out and she attacks Rhea Ripley and she holds up the NXT title and she's like you me Wrestlemania so Charlotte accepts the challenge that Rhea Ripley had put out earlier. And Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley is set for WrestleMania 36. I hope Rhea Ripley builds up a little bit because they were booing her and they're cheering for for Bianca. And Rhea Ripley even... She said something as well She on Twitter. She's like, to all the flip-floppy fans, you know, I'm going to WrestleMania or some shit like that. So, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. Interesting, but uh, again... Let's see. Let's see where this goes. Uh, we then had our uh, tag team match, which was the Weights versus the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Um, they, this was a good match. This was quite a good match. Uh, again, Weights work really well. Uh, they were both saving each other. There was a bit of miscommunication from both teams during this match, uh, but eventually the 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 tag team champions could not could not get it together in time for the challengers to 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 win the titles let's say so yeah um i mean they're doing well honestly the brother weights are, are doing really well and uh, they're they're funny you know uh, odd odd pairing which which usually works in in professional wrestling if you can do it well and but yeah like they're they're i mean Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne are both you know they're they're fantastic wrestlers they're really really good wrestlers and it's unfortunate that Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish had to succumb to their pressure and and lose the titles but i mean i think i think the Roseweights can do something you know uh, with with these tag team titles and and have a bunch of Of matches together and then at some point have pete dunn turn on matt riddle and have everyone just furious at pete dunn because i mean they're doing they're doing a good job so far keep it up you know keep the vignettes going and stuff that it was funny you know when he got into triple h's jet and stuff and i saw something on on twitter where triple h is like my jet what do you mean my jet so it was it was uh, it was kind of funny to see that Triple H doesn't watch NXT but yeah. Um <laughs> no. Uh yeah, so again, uh congratulations to to Dunn and Riddle who who took the tag team, tag team titles from Fish and O'Reilly. This match was about 2 seconds shy of 17 minutes. So also a long match and uh yeah, and then we we were preparing for what we're getting next, which was our main event of the evening. Now this match. So it's Tabasa Champa versus Adam Cole, baby. And I I mean I like both of them. Right? But as everyone knows, I Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers, right? He's he's the one who had replaced edge until very recently where edge came back so unfortunately adam cole has had to take sort of a i mean look i'm not gonna say adam cole is taking a second secondary seat to edge i'm gonna say adam cole because adam cole is my favorite wrestler right now and now that edge came back edge is my all-time favorite so they're both on top they're both tied from a number one position in my heart so uh, yeah i'm very 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 happy with the way this match turned out, obviously I was jumping, biting for the near falls. There was so much happening in this match. Willow's bell being hit and Panama Sunrise attempts again and again. A German suplex into the announce table. Uh, there is a Panama Sunrise to the outside. Uh, throw Adam Cole threw Tommaso Ciampa in and just as he got into the apron, uh, Tommaso Ciampa hit the Willow's bell. And he, I mean, this match was just back and forth, back and forth, until eventually, Roderick Strong comes out, distracts the referee enough for Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish to come out and hit the high low, throw Tommaso Ciampa in, and uh, and Tommaso kicked out of of the pin attempt. There is uh, a last shot kicked out of the the fairy tale ending was kicked out of. I mean, I was just jumping up and down, left and right. Oh, my God. And then eventually, Tomasa Champa gets the best of Adam Cole, throws him into his, his teammates, hits the Willow's Bell onto Roderick Strong, who sold it incredibly, might I add. And then uh, earlier in the match, Kyle O'Reilly had got the NXT title, put it in the corner, ready for Adam Cole to use it, and then out Came Johnny Gargano, uh, the the title was in the ring. Adam Cole hit. Well, he goes for the shot. He misses, uh, but then Tommaso Ciampa drops him. Adam Cole hits the low blow. Uh, Tommaso retaliates with his own low blow, and then he goes for the title. And now I, I'm, I think I'm screwing up the order, but this is sort of what happened. And then eventually Adam Cole, while he's down, Tommaso Ciampa looks over, sees Goldie, goes for the title, and Johnny Gargano has made his way two ringside at this point and as Ciampa is going for the title Gargano grabs it pulls it out of his hand and initially I was kind of like wait is he gonna be like no don't win by cheat don't do not cheat do not cheat but then when he looked at the title I was like oh my god no fucking way no fucking way and then Champa leans onto the outside and Gargano belts him pun intended with the belt on his head Cole just slides over him, barely able to cover him, but he does manage to cover him. And Adam Cole, baby, retains his NXT championship. Johnny Gargano has turned on Tommaso Champa, who he had apparently reconciled with Sandra, Ha ha ha. So the reason why I said that was I, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet on... Um, on Twitter, obviously, by by Sandra, who most of you know. She was on the podcast um f- doing the Royal Rumble one with me earlier last month or later last month. But um yeah, I, I, I saw <laughs> Sandra uh she she put out a tweet, I'm just opening up here. She says, If Adam Cole wins, he's the only undisputed era member who has a title and can lord it over the group. If Champa wins, Goldie's home and we can get Balor, Champa and Tampa. I see no bad outcomes here, but also my heart says, Go Champa. I say I replied to that, I said, No, remember when Champa was a dastardly bad guy against Johnny? Remember what he did, Sandra? How can you support such a man? And she replied, He and Johnny have reconciled. Adam Cole is a baddie. She sent this at my time, seven oh two AM. As soon as that happened, um, at 7.08, I managed to finish laughing and put out a tweet saying, um, oh, sorry, not 7.08, that's the other one, Uh, at 7.05, after I finished laughing, three minutes after that, and I said, "Have they, Sandra? Have they reconciled?" Ha ha ha! Adam Cole, baby. So I mean, it was it was hysterical. How as soon as she typed it out, Johnny Gargano belt Champa in the head with the title, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I I was so happy. And this is so. This is really good for for Johnny. This is really good for Johnny because now Johnny can can finally embody the booze and just just you know sort of accept the heat that he's getting for some reason i don't know why but he is getting that heat as you can tell and yeah i mean johnny gargano for some reason has has been up and down with the fans i don't know why they like to boo him but wrestling fans are assholes so they just they can't make up their mind they don't know what they want and uh i mean hey i'm i'm sort of guilty for that as well but yeah uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, some characters just don't hit. But Johnny Gargano, for me, was firing on all cylinders. But I guess when he... Because he sort of turned and then didn't... He turned back but was up and down of sort. So it was, like, really weird. We didn't get, like, full proper closure, I want to say. So, yeah, I think that perhaps that's why everyone is still booing Johnny Gargano. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it was... This whole thing was incredible. It was so well done. The the spots and the timing and everyone was where they needed to be at the right time. Everyone sold it perfectly. And yeah, Adam Cole retains. Now, I hope we get a response from Johnny on, on NXT. We might not, but I'm okay with that because, you know, draw it out as much as you can. But I'm sure Ciampa want some answers and stuff. And honestly, Johnny's justified. Like Champa was a piece of shit to him. He took off his wedding ring, threw it into the crowd. He spat on it. Like he was a dickhead. He was a proper dickhead. And, and Johnny has the full right to come out and be like, are you guys going to boo me after everything he did to me? He has so much like he, he can, he can justify his actions so very well. Be like, well, I was waiting for this because I know Goldie matters to you. And now when you had your chance, I knew this is my time to strike. I bet you anything that's what's he's that's that's along the lines of what he's gonna say and then everyone's gonna be like boo he'd be like fuck all of you. Like, remember what he did to me? How come you guys didn't continue booing him? You know, you guys loved him then. So, um yeah. Johnny Gargano just, you know, encapsulate this heel persona and, and go with it. I do think Johnny Gargano is a much better face, but yeah, let's see. You know, let's see how how they they go ahead with this. It's going to be incredible. I think they're gonna. This is all going to lead to Adam Cole versus Gargano versus Champa in a triple threat match at uh, Takeover Tampa. I think, unless they do their singles match like they wanted to, like. But they've they've done everything possible. So, what like what? So Johnny's heel and Ciampa's face. I mean, I'm I'm. I would love to see that, but is that big enough for Tampa? You know. Like you can have Champa, Cole, Gargano in a triple threat match, and uh, and that will be that will sell big bucks. That will be such a fucking amazing match. Can you imagine three of the world's best wrestlers in in a triple threat? Oh, I'm coming. Just thinking of it. Woo. Um, so yeah. So uh, I I'm I'm so excited to see where this goes. Yeah, any any direction? If maybe. If that doesn't you know go so well, maybe Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, and then you have Champa versus Gargano in a singles match. But Dream has to get through Roderick Strong first, so um, there is potential there. There is potential, but I want to see that triple threat. That is what I want to see, definitely. All right, uh, let's get to some questions. Um, we have our first question is from Cami Hutton at Fat Pierlo. Will Triple H ever have a match on a TakeOver? I'd love to see that. I would love to see that, but I don't think that's what Triple H wants. I don't think it'll happen. And the reason why I say that is because Triple H has sort of like he's he's here because he wants to uh he wants to encourage and he wants to grow the talent that is the the um the the future of wwe he's here to to put other people over so i don't think he'll enter a match unless he really really needs to so if your question is will he ever wrestle yeah probably you know he's getting older so it should be sometime soon but it if 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 he is to wrestle uh, actually this is a really tough question because now, like, I'm I'm in two minds now. Like, I, I'm, I'm sort of convincing myself on both arguments. And, like, my head is just like, bah! I don't think so, actually. That's what I'm going to say. Because he's got so much talent right now that is doing so well that I think WWE, or NXT rather, doesn't need someone like Triple H to wrestle. So, I don't think he will. I think he'll wrestle on the main roster and that's it. I don't think he'll wrestle. And by the time he's, like... A few years older, I don't think he'll be able to wrestle even if he wanted to. So, you know, let's see. Um, Kyle Dispro at Wrestling Monarch. Twitter seems to be very positive on TakeOver. How does it stack up for you compared to others? Do you think your opinion may differ if this show was led into a big WWE program and you had to watch six more hours tomorrow? Um, I don't know. How does it stack up to the other shows, like the other takeovers? Um, I said on the top of the show, I don't think it was better than the one in New Orleans because the one in New Orleans, just one match after the other, just incredible. Like It started off with uh, the ladder match for the North American inaugural North American champion being crowned, which was Adam Cole. That ladder match was amazing. Uh, we then got Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon, which was a great match. We then got the Dusty Rogues, uh tag team uh, title match, the triple threat tag team match with uh, Pete Pete Dunne and uh, Roddy Strong versus Undisputed Era versus was it the Revival? No, it wasn't Revival. Um, sorry, who was the the third team? Was it AOP? Um, take over Nola um, wow I'm I forgetting who the third team was there uh the third team was yeah AOP all right yeah um I guess that's why I forgot uh, that was a fantastic match with uh with Roger strong doing the turn no one saw that coming it was incredible and wow like it was it was it was such a shocking moment and everyone's jaws were dropped, the whole place erupted. It was amazing. What a moment. Uh, then we had Astro Black versus Andrade, which was also a really, really good match. The finish was incredible where Zelina Vega got uh, involved and uh, he Andrade took the black mask with Zelina in his arms. Phenomenal. And then Gargano versus Ciampa where finally Gargano, you know, won. He vanquished his foe. And was reinstated to NXT, and Champa came out to no music, nothing. It was so so good. That whole fucking show was top to bottom phenomenal. And not taking away anything from the other matches, but um, or or the other takeovers rather, not matches. Everything on this show was so so good. You know, it was it was phenomenal, phenomenal, nothing short of phenomenal. This one, unfortunately, Rhea Ripley, again, I think, was the mup of this. Because I know I do MVPs and and mups. Uh, My MVP has to go to Johnny Gargano. He had a great match with Finn Balor and then came out and did the turn. Shocked everyone. MVP is Johnny Gargano. The mup, I would say, is Rhea Ripley. I don't think she brought it. I think Bianca Belair was really good. But Rhea Ripley was just, I don't know. She wasn't great on this. And that, that match sort of took a lull. Uh, Balor, Gargano, it seemed like they were, there were points where, there was this one spot I remember between Gargano and, and Balor where they were just running the ropes. They ran the ropes twice and then there was a clothesline hit and it was weird. I don't know why they did that. Uh, but all the other matches were really, really good, you know. Uh, Broserweights versus Undisputed Era was a, was a good match. It wasn't, it was anything like spectacular but it was a good match and then Adam Cole Ciampa was amazing, one of the best maybe the best Adam Cole match in NXT. Would I would I be wrong in saying that? I don't know. But yeah, uh, really good so again, it it for me, uh, I I don't consider the the next day. The next day is, you know, future KJ's problem. But um if if I'm going to WrestleMania, that's you know, cool. I think of WrestleMania then. But when you're at WrestleMania and stuff, and I'm going for a six-hour show, I'm excited. If I'm watching on TV, I don't mind, you know? It's something, like, I just have it on. If I need to do something, I do it, you know? But I like having the wrestling on, so, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think NOLA was better, but this is right up there. This is one of the best ones. And, uh, yeah, TakeOver Our Revolution was really good. Uh I can't remember arrivals, but yeah, there, there have been excellent takeovers, uh, even war games, you know, had the two great war games matches, but yeah, this was, this was good. It was good. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hinder my, my liking for a show or not if there's more wrestling the next day. So, uh, I guess I hope that answers your question. Uh, those are the questions you guys. Thank you so much for asking. Um, as I've said earlier, uh, my MVP was Johnny Gargano, and my MUP was unfortunately Rhea Ripley. Um, this is a solid like percentage of perfection, eighty percent. I would say, good show. But uh, yeah, there's a few things that I would have I would have fixed up during the show. So yeah, um, thank you very much for listening, you guys. Uh, that's that's it from me. Please follow. Me at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms at Roped and Pod across all major social media platforms, uh, YouTube.com forward slash that KJ guy for content coming soon, and uh, within the month I should have a bunch of stuff out. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, leave a five star review that would be so so helpful. You have no idea how much it helps. Genuinely, genuinely mean that it it helps you know reach people. And, and it makes a difference. So if you could do that, I would, I would be forever in your debt. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you. I'm not sure what the next pay-per-view is, but I will have, uh, uh Dean puckering. Uh, oh yeah. So elimination chambers later. So I, I believe we have revolution AEW. I'm speaking to the, the person that I'm trying to get on the podcast. So I'll, I'll try and see if that works out. If not, I'll do a review myself. But I might have a guest on for that, so keep an eye out for that. Don't want to give you any false hopes. I won't say anything. But uh, yeah, hopefully have a guest on for the the pay per view, uh, AEW pay per view, and then uh, do the Super Showdown, and then Dean Puckering will be there for Elimination Chamber, which is next month. Uh, and of course, the weekly show will continue. So keep your eyes and ears peeled out for that. And yeah. Don't forget, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And like always, if you're still here, KJ out.
0: Thank you.